PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. What is up, it's Chris Crespo, I'm in the Crespediso studio and I'm doing the thing where I tell you to sign over at patreon.com slash Crespediso. Uh, if you go to patreon.com, oh hey, how's it going, it's me, Chris Crespo, I don't know who that guy was, uh, go to patreon.com and do a search for Cinema Crespediso, just search Crespediso, go straight to patreon.com slash Crespediso, type it in that search bar and uh the website will pop up and you can sign up you can sign up today anywhere from one to five dollars a month gets you access to all of our content and here is our bi-weekly free show for all you um well i guess economically disinclined to help to support to help us out you like the show but not enough to give a dollar a month okay i get it that's fine well, then here's some old content we are about to put out an episode this week on John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness, a fantastic film starring Sam Neill, who was just featured in theaters this past weekend in Jurassic World Dominion. So uh, if you want to hear our Jurassic World Dominion review, you got to sign up to listen to episode 492. And if you want to hear In the Mouth of Madness, that's come out this Friday, you're going to have to sign up. But for now, here is one of our first John Carpenter episodes. This is one on Escape from New York. That's right, we're talking Snake Plissken, Adrian Barbeau, uh, what's his name, that other guy, and of course, the Duke of New York, a number one. So, patreon.com slash sign up, and here you go. States rises 400%. 1991, the United States police force is formed. 1997, New York City is a walled maximum security prison. John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Kurt Russell. Van Cleef, Ernest Borgnine, Donald Pleasance, Isaac Hayes, Susan Hubley, Harry Dean Stanton as Brain. Adrian Barbeau as Maggie. John Carpenter's Escape from New York. The ultimate adventure of escape and survival. Should we just like, <laughs> should we just have earbuds? <laughs> 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 
See, now I'm going to have to line that up with the actual intro so it sounds like we're listening to it. And now you keep going. You're making it harder for me. You need to stop. All right, stop it. It, the funny thing is, like, it, of all of all the theme songs to any movie anywhere, yeah, like this is one of the few has that has made it on to a couple of my playlists. Me, yeah. So every once in a while, when it comes on, it's like I look around and I'm like, yes. name that song, and people look at me like I'm fucking high because like I normally saying, am, oh, yeah, but I'm like, I was like, I'm like, you've seen the movie, hey, man. Guys, come on, you've seen it. I know you've seen it. Call me Snake. Anyone? Anyone? And they're like, what are you? Who's this guy talking about? Oh, and also after watching the uh, the boxing fight, yes, act against Slag, Act One, Scene One of our prequel, <laughs> yeah, Act One, Scene One is him in the tattoo chair getting that fucking snake tattoo, mm. <laughs> which looks terrible. This I know it does, but it's fine. It's but fine. yeah, but we know it's a giant cobra coming out of his pants. <laughs> exactly, so, the only tattoo he seems to have. That is Act One, Scene One. He's just he'll be just sitting there just smoking drinking smoking drinking and he's just finishing it up and it's like okay well at least we know who we're talking about <laughs> in our snake prequel he will already have the eye patch i refuse to have an origin where we see how he loses the eye okay that's fine i, I would rather him just be born with one eye that's fine yes i'm totally okay with that that's that's my approach to an origin but mm-hmm. this is opening with him getting the tattoo did he lose the bet <laughs> or, or why, I mean, why do they lose a bet? Did you win a bet? Or I mean, I mean, <laughs> you won a bet. We could use it for what eye patches were actually used for back in the day. You know, my pirates always had eye patches. It has nothing to do with the fact that they lost eyes to hide their gold. No, behind in the eyes. No, 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 no. It was so before they were about to go on like uh, like battle. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. board another ship. Mm-hmm. The inside of the ship is always covered, and it's very dark down there. Right. So they keep one eye covered. And used to the darkness, one eye for the light. So when they go underneath, instead of having to use fire or whatever, because I'll burn the boat too, yeah. they would just untooth, they would close the one eye, switch it over, like switch over use, patch. use their dark eye, and then they wouldn't be losing anything. Use the dark eye. Yeah, that's what they actually used it for. Oh. It was a light eye and a dark eye. I thought it was because they were ahead of the curve on the whole, um, like, you have astigmatism, no. and one eye is no. not working hard. If you got a lazy eye, no. so we're going to put this over your dominant eye no. and make sure... Uh, now we're gonna just like force your eyes. Nope, light eye, dark eye. Oh, okay, light eye, dark eye. There you go. Well, that's your uh, pirate knowledge. So we could use. I'm just saying we we could use that for snake. Like who? All, all we know is he has an eye patch. That's true. At no point in time do they talk about him losing an eye yes. or how it happened yeah. or I mean, fuck, dude, he could have a fucking cyborg laser eye underneath there that we don't know about. So big reveal, <laughs> he does have some sort of eye under there, but it's for purposes. There's a whole purpose behind everything. It's not just so he can look cool. Yeah. What if it was just so he could look cool? I mean, de- that's definitely what it was. That's why I'm also getting this tattoo. Yeah. See, that'd be... <laughs> <laughs> now, now, we're, now we're explaining the patch. That's what I wa- didn't want to do. I mean, that's... That's why he has the eye patch because he's cool. Because he's so cool. Yeah. Uh, or maybe because they needed to make Kurt Russell look like a tough guy. Oh, that's probably why they gave him the giant snake penis tattoo. That as well. That as well. The um, who the money men, the purse holders, they wanted Tommy Lee Jones or Charles Bronson. Which is funny because uh, Carpenter wrote this as sort of a, an answer to, like, a not necessarily left wing death wish, but it is death wishy. I was about to say, Bronson, I think, would be a little bit too on the nose. And maybe a little Carpenter, Carpenter lawyer's too old. I was about to say, maybe even a little bit too old as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was the other option? Tom, Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Lee Jones. He, he would have been good. He was young enough at the time, yeah. but I don't think he could have played Snake as subtle and cool. He would have been more harder edged. He would have been playing him as a, as a, as a rock, like uh, knocking through things. Where Snake is more like, um, like I'm, I'm a snake. Yeah, he's just, a, he just I'm gonna get there. through this one. He, he just gets through. He's very cool. He's just smoking his cigarettes. He's and fucking tearing up his tape as he walks away. Smoking cigarettes, but looking no, lean. <laughs> exactly. No, like woo ha hoorah. Like I'm a badass. He's just like motherfuckers. He, 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 he very, needs authority. Exactly. Very, very much like a John Constantine type. Uh, yeah, very Constantine-ish, resigned to his fate and the fate of the world around mm-hmm. him, and he doesn't care about it. No, he's just dealing with it. He doesn't care about himself, so he doesn't care about anyone else. Hawk even calls him out on that yeah. kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a great anti-hero. I think Russell is a better choice now. Kurt Russell uh, campaigned for this buddy of John Carpenter, 
uh, reason people were balking at him being Snake Plissken was because he was just coming off a run of his Disney teenage but his uh, comedies and his, his all, lighthearted all family stuff. Light stuff. That's all he was known for. Yeah. It's similar to... I was about uh, to say, Bruce Willie and, and Die Hard, same deal, kind of. Well, well, yeah, but that happened so fast. Like, he was popular for Moonlighting, and then he got Die Hard, and then it was like, whoa. Yeah. It's a lot more like um, like Gosling uh, was doing comedy mm-hmm. stuff, sexy stuff, as he, as a teenager, yeah, you know, yeah, relatively yeah. speaking. Yeah. Then he did Drive. And everyone was like, whoa. Like, oh, he was, <laughs> he's a tough guy now. <laughs> whoa. Uh, no one believed in Matt Damon as an action hero huh? until the day Born Identity came out. Yeah, no, I... I I get it. Sometimes you need. You need it. I mean, it was you the same. Prove it. You need just a chance to show. Fucking John Krasinski. He's doing it now. Motherfucker had to grow a goddamn beard before yeah. anybody took him seriously. He did, he did have to grow a beard. <laughs> grow a beard and put, get in a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, but he, he did it. No, exactly. But right? still, now it's Jack Ryan. Same thing. And stuff. Yeah. People were taking him seriously. So this out and happened to Russell. No one was taking him uh, seriously. Is that he wanted to be that kind of uh, action yeah, star? Yeah. So grow a beard, put on an eye patch. I'm badass. No, badass. And uh, he even he said, um, "Talk like Clint Eastwood." Yeah, that's like fine. That, no, yeah, yeah, straight up. It's totally what he did. Straight up Eastwood. Uh, it's the it, it's the second it, Eastwood <laughs> impression in two days I've seen. What's the other one? Uh, Timothy Oliphant in Rango. Oh yeah, you, you watched that? Was that on TV? Oh uh, no, I I had watched uh, Pluto TV. Uh, no, it was uh it was on Hulu. I I I watched uh what call it uh the other uh not Kubo and the Two Strings their other movie that they did just recently, Missing Link. Oh, yeah. I watched I'd Missing watch Link, yeah. and then Rango just started right afterwards. And because I fucking love that movie, I just I watched it. Like, why not? I mean, it, it's the only movie since 2006 besides Into the Spider Verse that has won the animated Oscar. That, that's not a Disney or Pixar that, that, movie. Yeah, that's not. I was yeah. gonna say, but besides one of them, I'm surprised Minions didn't do it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking great. Yeah, Rango, a, Rango is great, movie. and that is a, there is a Clint Eastwood impression in mm-hmm. there. Timothy Oliphant Tim- does it. Timothy Oliphant just doing this thing. Yeah. Hugh Jackman does it for Wolverine. He's mm-hmm. like, well, what would Wolverine be like if he was Clint Eastwood? He's like, what does it feel? It, does it hurt? Short Canadian Every Clint time. Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. He's just a short Canadian Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, he's written. So uh, he's doing Eastwood. Call me Snake. <laughs> it works. I, I love it. I love it when... Uh, his dialogue is so minimal. The more he talks, it's like the worse it gets. Yeah, yeah, it's like just just keep it to like the line. I like it even when it's like a, mm. <laughs> <laughs> or the, just or he just gives somebody a look with the one eye. The look, the look is good. Slow smoke of a cigarette to come up to his face slowly, and then a very light puff. Does he actually smoke cigarettes, Kurt Russell? He doesn't look like he smokes cigarettes for real in this movie. I don't know. With the, I wasn't really paying attention. It, it just the way he took him track. No. I felt like he doesn't actually. This guy doesn't smoke. Um. Which I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. He was uh, very health conscious, still is. I mean, the guy's in great shape for his age now. Yeah. Um, and at the time, he was like 480. Uh, uh, what year did this movie come out? I didn't write it down. 81? 81. For 81, he's in great shape for 81. Uh, more than 70s fit. He's like actually eating well and working out to the best of their knowledge of how diets and exercise work, you know? We've come so far. I mean, Christ, look at Kamal and Johnny. And, uh, I mean, seriously, will you look at him? No, I won't. He's, he's I know, a, it's he's ridiculous. He's a stone man. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll he'll lose that in the next year. <laughs> well, Eternals too. Well, then he'll get it back. <laughs> That's true. It's fine. I feel like Chris Pratt never got as ripped as he did for the first Guardians. Well, I, I, it's it's all that. <laughs> it, it, it's the Marvel fucking nutritionists and the weight guys and the this and the that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. seriously, on the days that they film, they, they use the same tricks that they use in like the bodybuilding magazines mm-hmm, and whatnot, mm-hmm. where you get you're all super dehydrated and fucking Drink feel a like can sh- of like Diet Coke. Yeah, you're all fucking you feel like shit, but you look fantastic <laughs> for the camera. Like, like you're, about to, <laughs> you're about to pass out, but I'm super vascular. Yeah, exactly. So but now look at these calves. I'm gonna pop no. the calves. Oh, look at the forearms. Squeeze them and they'll catch me because I'm falling. Exactly. So <laughs> it's yeah. like I can't stand. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine if we did that. We didn't have to though. Uh, he still looks pretty good. Um. So yeah, the fight for it. He got it, and he's great. Starts his uh, relationship with Carpenter, making movies. And meanwhile, Carpenter, he uh, so he is coming off of Halloween. Right, and uh, Halloween was a surprise hit. Made a ton of money, mm-hmm. so that got him a two picture deal with a with a I forget which company, small company. The it, first it mo- said Studio Canal. Um, I think that was that's a 
I think that's have, a French company. Yeah, I think so. they funded. I think they funded this one, um, but that's not who the overall deal was with. Uh, yeah, St- Studio Canal comes up so often. Canal Plus. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, fantastic. The uh, have you ever seen the Fog? Which they remade in like 2006, 2008. I don't know. Maybe, probably not. Adrian Barbeau, who's in this movie mm-hmm. as well. She is a radio DJ in a small town. Um, and a fog rolls in one night. And in that fog are like pirate ghosts mm. who uh, who cut and kill people up. Cool. And uh, since it happens at night, they don't got to do no eye patch mm-hmm. things. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. So that's still on the table for us. Like uh, It's still available. It hasn't been used yet. And uh, it's okay. The, obviously, the best thing about the fog is... Uh, the score, <laughs> great score. They remade it in the two thousands. Not that good. Uh, I think Adrian Barbeau had a part, in big it, part. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which is cool if she did. Um, and then since that didn't do so well critically or commercially, as well as Halloween, um, they're like, shit. What are we gonna do? And Carpenter had actually written the screenplay for Escape from New York before Halloween. He he wrote it in like seventy six, seventy five. And he was, uh, was like, well, maybe I can, I'm either going to make this or something else called the Philadelphia Experiment. I don't know what that is. And he got the interest in Escape from New York. And it turns out part of St. Louis had recently burned down. Perfect. Within the last few years. Huge sections of the city. Just giant swaths of shit that looked destroyed. Just destroyed. Uh, he said Perfect. Carpenter, yeah, he was like to the point where you could stand on a street corner, you could see for blocks through destroyed buildings, perfect. and it was perfect. He even, uh, so the, and the city was like, yes, please come shoot in this area. We need uh, the money. We we'll, need the money. We'll, we'll take the money and fix the area that you're filming in. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, precisely. And um, they even got the city to agree to shut down power for like whole 10 uh, city block grids for them at night because they shot all at night yeah. for however many months they did there. Um, and they also did shoot the stuff that's at the exterior at Liberty Island, mm-hmm. at the Statue of Liberty. That's all really there. Oh, cool. They were the first production. Uh, to get that. To get that. Uh, especially a night shoot. Mm-hmm. That, that was like, uh, and then like three months before that, there was like a bomb scare or something. So everyone was all on edge. But they were, they had it for a night, two nights. Not, not too long. But they got it for long enough to get uh, the shots that they wanted. Cool. Everything else was shot in like uh, St. Louis, a little bit in L.A., and somewhere else. Not New York. <laughs> Definitely not New York. Um, and then this movie made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It made a. Uh, it it cost. I don't know. Uh, if you can look up the budget, uh, I think it's on Wikipedia. Actually, if you just want to look up on Wikipedia real quick, what the budget was. But uh, it made its money back in more box office wise. It was a hit. And uh, Carpenter was back in favor. Budget six million. Yeah, six mil. What a decent sized budget, actually. For I mean, at the time for eighty eighty one for this guy's like fourth movie. Movie. Dark Star was sort of like his college film, almost. Assault in Precinct thirteen, Halloween, Fog. Yeah, man, that's right there. Early in his early in his run. And um, yeah, obviously it was a hit. Escape from L A. Comes out 12, 13 years later, not as well liked. Uh, I almost drew when Escape from New York finished in the little window in the corner. I said, Escape from LA, like it's here. <laughs> you can watch it now. And it was like 10 30 at night, and I was like, mm, Maybe, no. like, maybe I should watch it to like so I can really emphasize what works about this one. Uh, so I can have some comparisons. I was like, Yeah, fuck it. I'll watch it later. Uh, but I would like to revisit my favorite scene in Escape from L.A. Do you remember the Bruce Campbell scene as the uh, the plastic surgeon? Oh yeah, he's like the Surgeon yeah. General of uh-huh. Beverly Hills yes, or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, really grotesque, fucked yeah. up scene. Yeah, that Steve Buscemi's the cab driver. Yeah, he's like that's the problem. So that movie is just like everything is updated. It's here. It, it is very much yeah. like the '90s version of a movie, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and it's bad for that no, exactly it's like now it's gonna be a basketball thing like no it was better when it was like a thunderdome thing mm-hmm. like no now he's gonna shoot a basketball oh, anyway, we're not here to lot of skip from la thank god whose decision was that not mine actually it was oh it was all right <laughs> no you help me <laughs> we came to this, this this decision together for this movie uh we'll still do those other movies just you know anyway Escape from New York. Here we go. Hour. 39 minutes. We watch it on Amazon Prime. It's on a whole bunch of services, though. 
Very helpful. And I love this thing where it's made in 81, comes out in 81, but it starts with... 1997. No, 1988. Oh, you're right. In 1988, that's when every, the crime, the crime skyrockets. They wall, they wall off New York. What happened in 88? Something terrible. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, the uh, pandemic. They don't say. It's just, See, the, the pandemic is causing everyone to go home. Crime rate's not going up, it's going down. I mean... I'm sure domestic We're, violence is going up. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's going up. Yeah, that sucks. Um, crime rate. In, let's say New York just around the world. Crime rate? Well, in, I think it said in America. In America. Because they basically turn New York into America's penal colony. Like, yes. it's like Australia. Yes. In 1991, it gets walled off. Uh, and then they show this elaborate mm-hmm. computer thing. Which uh, a lot of that stuff, like the outline of the city in green, wasn't done with a computer. That was done practically. Huh. They, they took it looked like it. yeah. They took, <laughs> it's crazy. They took a, a the model that they had of the city yep. and they outlined it. Uh, they they edged it with black light tape, um, and then they lit it so that only the tape was visible. Mm-hmm. And then that was their like this is our computer computer model. Mm-hmm. Um, looks pretty damn good for you know. The, for the trickery that it is. Yeah. Exposition intro explains the whole thing. Everything's walled off. The bridges are all mined. PD patrols. The waters around the wall. What, the 50-foot wall, I think? Yeah, something wall. like that. And, uh, and yeah, shit's fucked. Mm-hmm. 1997. Huge letters. Now. <laughs> oh, thanks. Just so you know. So if you watch it's, it... It's 97. So if you're watching in 2020, it's now. No, still 97. Still 1997. Uh, man, so 80, 81 to 97, that's uh, 18 years? 16 years? I hate math. Um, they could have gone even further, I guess, with the, with the time jump. Man, that's fine, because you're still using cassette tapes. And, mm-hmm. But it's also a walled-off city, so you could argue even then... Old cabs, yeah, stuff like that. Technology has not penetrated the wallet however many years. It gets, it gets stuck in there, right? While uh, you can still use drones and stuff. You can do an escape from New York now or the inside of New York. It's like 1990, 1990s New York in there in the prison world. Uh, but some guy goes in there with like his iPhone and shit and modern tech. What was this? What was this now? They're going to have just kids being born in there, right? I mean, there, there are women in there. They're living I'm in a trying sort of societal see, way. I'm trying to see that we, place has been there. It's been a penal colony for 18 years. Yeah, yeah. There should be kids in there. Yeah, definitely. They fucking, they fucking in there. Um, New York maximum security penitentiary, Manhattan Island. We see the wall. There's an escape that gets foiled. These dudes are like, you have 10 seconds to turn around and, and they make, blow them up immediately. It looked like they were trying to turn around, too. No, they didn't. The waves were like... Whoosh, 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 nope. And they're like, I'm being... It doesn't matter. They're, they're fucking convicts anyway. They, they are convicts. They got blown the fuck up. Uh, the escape is foiled. Oh, and you know what's already cut out of this? First off, the movie's an hour and 39 minutes. We mm-hmm. could have cut 10 minutes out of this movie, Drew. Where do you think these 10 minutes could have been cut from? The first 45 somewhere? How about the first 10 minutes? Somewhere in the first 45? All of this beginning can be cut. We could We can open the movie with Snake... Being dragged out of a cell. Actually, yeah, yeah, man, we really don't need any of the other right? stuff. Yeah, you can be I mean, out it of takes. I get pitched. I mean, one thing I did notice is that it took like forty-five minutes for him to finally, like, actually, like, get on the boots in New York. Uh, twenty-six minutes. Snake flies into New York. Yes, boots on the ground. It takes a while. Yeah. It took so long that I looked. I was no. like, what? point are we in this movie no and i didn't remember it taking that long and i was like wow you mean all the awesome parts that i remember this movie are the last half yeah jesus the last last hour of the movie um they could cut out the first 10 right here and you know what they already did cut out stuff because there's a deleted scene people can find online it's on on a dvd and whatnot um of snake and a partner running maybe is a fresno bob running away from um, them, their attempt of at robbing the Federal Reserve, mm-hmm. and it's just them running through a train station and trying to get to a train that's waiting for them. And his partner uh, falls behind, and he has to make the decision: like, do I go and and leave, or do I go back for my bro? And he goes back for the bro, uh, and that's how he gets arrested. And all that 
gets cut out because you don't need it. Well, that, that, that's good because that would have been really problematic for our prequel. <laughs> We'd have to work that into it somewhere. <laughs> that's some bullshit. That's all I ask you. I mean, I mean, we we know that he robbed the Federal Reserve. That's how we got arrested. We don't have to yes. show that at any point in time, though. Exactly, which is what they were doing here. Um, another John Carpenter guy, Tom Atkins, is Ramy. Although, where is the Federal Reserve? The Federal Reserve is in New York. Okay, Wait. it's the same thing they rob in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. But if he's the Federal Reserve. It's in is it in New York City? It's in it's on Wall Street, my dear boy. How is he gonna rob the Federal Reserve if it's already inside the prison? They moved it. <laughs> Maybe it was before it was prison, it was a wall. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Maybe they moved the Federal Reserve. They had to. They moved it to like Philly. Well, is there more than one Federal Reserve? All, all I'm saying is it'd be really cool if it was in between Cleveland and New York, because then it would be a nice progressive. Maybe yeah. Cleveland <laughs> Federal Reserve. Yeah, New Cleveland York. with the plan to go. That's the end of Escape from Cleveland. I got these plans. What are they? It's the Federal Reserve. Boom boom. <laughs> like what? Um. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the lead in that is uh, Tom Atkins is this dude who's like, uh, is Tom Skerritt available? No. Then we get Tom Atkins. He's that kind of guy. And he just, exposition dude in this, he he greets Hawk and tells him what's up. Mm -hmm. And they have a whole, it's like you forget about all of this. And during all this stuff, there's one shot of Snake arriving, walking down the hallway. You have like a little bit of exposition on the walls about where he's at. And like uh, with the, the intercom, like someone. Yeah. And they talk about him. And they talk about him. He doesn't say anything. And then it fades to black, which is weird. And then it cuts back to Remy. And, and we, we meet Hawk, who is um, Lee Van Cleef. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, he is uh, the bad in the good, the bad in the mm-hmm. ugly. And looks, he's fantastic in this thing. I love how, that he has uh, an earring. It's yeah, a, weird. A very odd. It's like detail. It's like all right. So between you and Snake, you are a pirate. You, <laughs> you have the earring, and he's got the eye patch. Yes. Where's the motherfucker with the peg leg, and who's got the parrot? <laughs> they're on the island somewhere. They're in Manhattan. They, their scenes got cut. <laughs> John was like, "This is too. This is too obvious." Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Hawk shows up. Remy explains they have a distress call from David Fourteen, and there's a whole scene where like we don't know what David Fourteen is. And they're in a room. People are checking all this shit. Turns out David 14's Air Force One. Like, all of this is so unnecessary. Uh, Cut to to Air Force One. All the bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Where's this? Where's that? Oh, it's a revolution for the workers. Blah, 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 blah. You mean the National Liberation Front of America? (laughs) Whatever. Jump in the red egg and get dropped off in New York. (laughs) The 2001. uh, This was left over from the 2001 shoot 11 years ago. That egg is so funny. Get in the red egg, get to New York already. And I love, man, I do love watching the plane, like, going to crash. I'm like, oh, my God, is it going to hit? Like, I forget where it hits. And I'm like, there's the, no the, way it's going to, because the Twin Towers are still yeah, there. the World Trade Center. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, there's no way it's going to, there's yeah. no way. And then it's really funny, too, because now that I've seen what actually happens to planes and buildings when they run into each other, mm-hmm. because I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. Uh, watching the computer simulation of the plane just like hitting the building and evaporating, I'm like, oh, if only that were what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only the planes were made of a uh, fairy dust. Exactly, they just go, like Poof. they thought they were back then. <laughs> not, not, not in the real world, guys. No, no, this is sci-fi fun. Where's and, yeah. the, and then the egg goes, yep. <laughs> and it lands. It lands in a perfectly upright position. Uh, surely not breaking the back of the old old man. No, 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 no. Who's out of shape? I'm Donald Pleasance, who is the um, Dr. Loomis in Halloween, another John Carpenter player. He's also in, I think, Prince of Darkness. I think I think it's when he's in Prince of Darkness. Um, so he escapes in a 2001 pod. Hawk goes into New York with his squad. He's like, I'm going in. Goes over the whole squad. They find the pod. It's empty. Uh, and then this weird dude, I think his name is Morgan in the movie. Uh, his, his, his name is Romero. Romero. I knew it was something weird. He has a Dragon Ball Z haircut. Yeah. Like how... And, and, and then fucking vampire scared. teeth. And vampire teeth. He shaved his teeth down, and but still found enough like a Aquanet 
to get his hair in crazy perfect spikes. This hair is literally perfect. Right? Um, and he tells them uh, any sort of... Uh, they have to leave right now or else he dies in any sort of attempt on uh, a rescue attempt. He'll die. And to prove he's serious, here's his finger. And he starts counting down. With his, uh, and then he starts counting down. It's like, here's his finger with a ring on it. Then he starts counting down. Um, so Hawk gets those guys out of there, which means he has to organize the whole rescue mission with Snake. This is where the movie should start. Agreed. Right? Tells them what the story is. He's like, who's president? President of what? Uh, it's like, very funny, Snake. Come on. Come on, guy. Right, and then this is where we get the, we've talked about this on some Saw stuff. The how badass is he mm-hmm. dialogue? Where he's like, you flew the Gulf Fire over Leningrad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does any of that mean? I don't know. Uh, cool. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe, man, maybe that's, that's our, our prequel. That's, I mean, our that's prequel. where we start. That's our prequel is Special Forces Days. <laughs> yeah. What is the Gulf Fire? We're going to figure it out. Okay. And at the end of the Gulf Fire, that's when he gets the snake tattoo. Because yes. he needs to prove that he has a giant penis somehow. He's like, I did it. We don't believe you. Well, look at this tattoo. <laughs> exactly. Wow, he did it. <laughs> We're going to call you Cobra. So, yeah. Hey. And then uh, you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, uh, fucking uh, Sylvester Stallone walks right through in the background. Already oh, taken. Already taken. <laughs> oh, hey, it's mine. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I was mistaken. Uh, that just cuts him going. Uh. <laughs> Kirby would do a Sam. <laughs> We should do Cobra. Cobra is fucking <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh my god! So an army of psychopaths who do uh, a synchronized uh, axe dance that's not unlike Kung Fu Hustle, mm-hmm. <laughs> but without the being supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> it's supposed to be real. There's a there's a there's a four minute almost real time uh, modeling sh- photo shoot in the middle with Brigitte Nielsen and a robot. You're like, are these robots going to come back later in the movie? No. no. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. You guys gonna do Cobra? It's, it's a good one. Maybe we should do a Marion Cobretti <laughs> sequel. It's about time we bring Marion back. Um. Okay. Where are we? Where, where are we at? Where are we at? We're talking about it. So he finally gets this whole. Oh, I do love this. I love. While we're also getting to how badass is he in the speech, he's talking about Snake takes the cigarette, smokes it. He's like, <laughs> um, we get a shot of all his gear on the table and the weapons they're going to give him. And it's like that plan across the table and the music's like really going doom, doom, like really hardcore John Carpenter. It's like, shit. man, maybe we're going to see him do some cool things with this stuff. It's like, hell yeah, we got like fucking <laughs> ninja stars and shit. It's like A bracelet with a red button. Like, That's important. That's so important. John Carpenter like found a bunch of 13 year olds. Like, what do you want to see? What should a, what would your action hero guy want? Oh, he should have a, a utility, a Batman utility belt, and ninja stars, and a and a beacon, <laughs> and a tracker. Carbon's right now. Yes, yes. Smoking a giant joint. <laughs> yes, yes. Very good. <clears throat> um, it is funny how Carpenter is very left wing, and he uh did not like the Death Wish movies, especially the original ones, for their message. Mm-hmm. But he loved how they portrayed New York City. As like the, the, the down and dirty, down and dirty concrete jungle type of shit, mm-hmm. full of predators. Uh, and he's like, I want to do that. So that's part of the reason why he he wrote Escape from New York. He's like, I want to do that, but I'll, I'll come up with this weird sci-fi reason to actually have the place full of criminals and not just be like New York's full of criminals. Blacks are scary, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michael Winner. We appreciate it. He's actually English. Blacks are scary, aren't they? Charlie Bronson over here agrees. Mm. Mm. Yes. Um, so he uses the the tracker to find the president, but it's not the president. It's, dun, 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 it's some the, weird hobo. Some weird hobo who's like getting punched over and over. But I guess he's into it. No, he must be. And he, and seriously, he's got to have like a face of steel because there's not a drop of blood. And he goes all, and like he goes, guy, he, he goes into song almost immediately. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I knew I was a president when I woke up with this thing. And speaking of song, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> So he he's found in a theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where people are there. putting on a performance. Yeah, There's it, actually people playing instruments. Bunch of dudes in drag. Bunch of dudes in drag are singing and dancing. Uh, other like uh, homeless uh, convict-looking people are playing various 
shot Seriously, instruments it, and their people it, to it see. It's it, like watching. It looks like an old timey Civil War band. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, That's it what does. it looks like. <laughs> it really does. It really, really does. And uh, and and we see Cabby here. Yeah, he's just he's really into it Cabby, too. He's he's, he's, it. he's enjoying the show. I want to be in this part of town, saying so <laughs> I had to see the show. Um, Ernst Borgnine, who I right, first off Cabby is a character not dollar not. Written by John Carpenter, but by Nick Castle. Nick Castle co-wrote the screenplay with Carpenter when he brought him on. Um, as he was going into getting ready to make the movie, Nick Castle drew is best known as the Shape. He is the OG Michael Myers. Oh, okay, and uh, so that's how Carpenter even knew him. They were, I think, yeah. film school friends. Okay, got him to be the Shape, and then he's back. He's they brought him back for the most recent ones, the the Bloomhouse mm-hmm. Halloween, which is really cool. But he did a pass. He helped co-write the the Escape from New York. He came up with Cabby, and he came up with uh, something else that's pretty cool. And I forgot what it was. Cool. But uh, he was very instrumental hmm? in, in the making of this movie, which is uh, interesting. So, uh, oh, and then the other thing about Ernst Board 9. You know about that Fox, Fox and Friends interview he did. No. One of the last times he was on TV, live TV at least. I don't think so. Oh, Drew's it bad. Oh, just no, it's hilarious. Oh. Um, in which it's it's Fox and Friends, so it's those idiots, right? They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They don't prepare for anything. They're no. a bunch of morons. Ernst Board Nines in his nineties. Uh, this is a few years ago, and he's on the couch with them, and they're like, "You're, you know, you have so much energy. You're doing so great. What's the what's the secret? What is your secret, Ernst Board Nine? And he's like, "Oh, I can't. Like, I can't say. I, I shouldn't say." It's like, no, it's like, oh, that he leans in really close to the person next to him, puts his hand over his mouth, and then he's mic'd. So he yeah. whispers, mic'd, I masturbate. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> he says, I masturbate every day. And then he sits back laughing. And the rest of them are like, okay, well, this is, we gotta. All right, old man likes to no fucking get his rocks man. off. Oh, no man. Real quickly, you're 91 years old. You look fantastic. You look like you're, you're in nice. your late 60s, uh, early 70s. What's the secret? I don't dare tell you. <laughs> no meat. You don't eat meat. I masturbate a lot. Okay, I think. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Ernie. That was great. Uh, yeah, so Ernst Board 9's a goddamn delight. It was a goddamn delight. Rest in paradise. Ernst Board 9. Um, so Cabby sees Snake, right? So then when Snake goes and sees that it's not the president, Cabby follows him. He's like, oh, ain't you Snake Plissken? Um, he sees that it's not the president. Then when he goes outside, no, what happens here? I, this is why I write things down, because, uh. Well, he gets outside and he gets chased down by all the weirdos that are out there and then ends up in Cabby's cab. Because he meets the girl. Oh. There's that whole scene where he meets that girl and she seems like she's going to stick around. Like she's going to be important. Yeah. Right? And then she's not. And then uh, fucking the crazies show up, grab her through the floor, yep. suck her yes. down into the ground. And this is where Carpenter's horror instincts kick mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Th- where, you, where you get all the mole people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's explained that underground's controlled by the crazies, uh-huh. uh, but they're straight up mole people. Yeah. Uh, and like you see him already a little bit where. Um, uh, when Snake first arrives, and he's walking around. Then, like in the background, you see like the uh, like a shadow mm-hmm. go by real quick. It's like playing what was the fucking game we played? The sur- the the survival the sur- no that game the, the 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 haunted monster prison island game. Oh, uh, that we played. Also, we were playing yeah, you know, yeah. in, in the dark and screaming yeah. like girls. No, it was <laughs> I re- the tagline was Evil Incarnate because it was Carnate Island. Yes. The suffering. The suffering. So scary. So scary. <laughs> so he does shit like that. So <laughs> scary. Yeah, where you're like, you, you turn down a hallway and you see like something just go around the corner. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck, what is that? Oh, what is that? I'm going, I'm going in that direction. <laughs> what is that? And it's the same thing. It was like, uh, Snake turns around, there's something in the background. What the fuck was that? Um, oh, good times. I miss video games. Yeah, I, I support the same play God, video games. That was, that was probably the, that's probably the only time that I've actually been like frightened by a video game. That and um, the Xbox Doom Three. No, uh, you played it two times. You, you were super into the Doom series. Oh my god! And that Doom game, I, I played that in big screen same, TV same, with the lights off. Same thing too, because the darkness, or it's just darkness, dark, and you've got like a flashlight, and then all of a sudden you're going, you're yep. going, you're going. Oh my god, monster! It's like I have to, I have to go through this room. <laughs> 
I'm just, so I'm just like I'm hugging a wall on him. Hey, 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 hey find the light, find the light, light switch, light switch. It's like it's the equivalent of walking through a room and yeah. just pounding the wall. Hey, 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 hit the light switch, monsters. Hit the light switch off. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, they know I'm here now. <laughs> this is bad. Ah, uh, video games. So, um, yeah, so the girl gets sucked through. We never see her again. That's crazy. Um, Snake runs out. Finds Cabby, Cabby drives him off, and then Cabby does his bit of expedition. Let me tell you about town, Snake. Well, yeah, and he has to throw a, a fucking uh, Molotov cocktail in the alleyway to get rid of the fucking crazies. Like, it was, he's like, this is liquid gold. <laughs> he, he, he lights it and throws in the whole alley, uh, lights up like crazy. Uh, yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh-huh. As he drives off in his uh, like retro armored Cabby, yeah. yeah, armored Cabby. So he explains that he's been there since before it was walled off, and he's like, just. I've met Carrie for 30 years. I ain't going anywhere. And I guess that would happen. Some people would. Yeah, well, you, I mean, yeah, you just get locked in. Some people just stay. Like, it's shit. Life isn't actually going to change me very much. It's like quarantine for a lot of people. Like, oh, nothing, nothing's changed for me. Um, so it gets by crazy. The stick runs away. Oh, and while he's running away, he loses his radio. That's important. Oh, this, yeah. This whole yeah, time he's yeah, talking to yeah, them. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> he's keeping them in on the loop. And we see him dropping in it smash. He doesn't notice. He doesn't though. notice right away. Yeah, but it's like, shh, smash. Oh, that's fucked. Um, oh, and then Cabby explain, explains who the Duke is. Mm. Duke of New York, A number mm-hmm. one. And he has the president. Cabby knows everything. Yep. It's full of information. He knows it. I do like how in Escape from L.A. So we're going to talk about that movie. I do like how Steve Buscemi is a maps to the stars guy. Yeah. And he translates that over and... Uh, He's just doing maps of the stars with L.A. prison style. So I can take you to Cuervo Jones. What is this guy? New uh, tequila maker? Mm-hmm. What a terrible name. I mean, he just had to be Hispanic. Not only he was... Yeah, just had to be Hispanic. But not like Cuervo Jones. Not only is that a bad name, but then it's not even like... You had Isaac Hayes in your first mm-hmm. one. And who do you get in your second one? Some dude. Just some guy. Not even a famous guy. Some guy. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even get me a Freddie Prince. No. Senior. Was he dead by then? Freddie Prince Jr.? Maybe. I don't know. I'd take a gussied up Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> What was he like? Seventeen at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put a beard on him. We're fine. We just need a Spanish guy. We don't have that many Spanish guys here for some reason. They're on the catering truck, right? That's how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. In the industry, yeah, they can't act. They can only cook. According to uh, the liberal elites running things over there in show business, we'll be back with Rush Limbaugh already. We're at the top of the hour. Um, look at our red notes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he takes him to meet Brain. He's like, uh, Brain, Brain has all the information. Harry Dean Stanton. And it's fucking Harry Dean Stanton. Goddamn, looking great. Well, because he's young. <laughs> young. Youngish, but young. Yeah. Alive. Shit, he's alive. Yeah, yeah. Another, another rest in power. He's probably, uh, I mean, th- from last time, from, you know, when we saw him in the present, he's mm. probably like 50,000 packs of cigarettes before. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so It's a funny, it's a very funny way. Yeah. yeah. All, that, all that killing. <laughs> exactly. All the coffee, yeah, all the all booze. The, all all that everything, it. yeah. Goddamn Harry Dean Stanton. I mean, that was like within a year, wasn't it? <laughs> he just passed? I think so, yeah. Like just, relatively, like just passed. Um, he's Harold Hellman, a.k.a. Brain. Uh, well, first, uh, uh, Snake has to get through Maggie, Adrian Barbeau, mm-hmm. aforementioned Barbeau, who apparently Duke gave Maggie to Brain. Uh, so that's how, you know, prison life works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we need the smart guy, but he wants the hot chick, so give the hot chick to the smart guy, and everybody's happy. And then everyone's happy, everyone's working together. Brain apparently has a map of the 69th Street Bridge, hi-yo, up top, where uh, he, he figured out where all the mines are somehow, and he mapped it out. I mean, not very well, but whatever. <laughs> he did his best. Not good enough. Duke. <laughs> we, find out, we find out to the detriment of several people. Uh, Duke wants the map. Yep. And he has the president. Yep. And he plans to use the <clears throat> president as a shield to go down the bridge to get to the wall. And get the fuck out. Use the map to avoid the mines and get the fuck out of there. Uh, that's all revealed. Snake's like, I don't give a shit. You got to take me. First, he, first off, he wants to shoot him. I wrote it up. I came to the city four years ago. You ran out on me. 
He also says we were friends. You, me, Fresno Bob. So oh, yeah, Fresno Bob. So there we go. So we got to add, so we, we got, have to add the Duke and Fresno Bob we, into this. We, uh, we have Fresno Bob. We got Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Brain, but he's Harold. No. Right? This is, this is pre Brain. No. Uh, all this stuff's there. All the the whole world has been built. Mm-hmm. We just gotta use it. And that's why. That's why these movies are so fun when they do make those allusions uh, to like the stuff that happened in, in the Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. It's like, what the fuck happened? In Cle- yeah. I want to know. Ever since I heard that throwaway line, that's, like that's, I want to know what happened in Cleveland. That's gotta be the best part of Escape from LA because <laughs> it's only Escape from LA, right? Yeah. They don't mention Cleveland no. in this one. That's the best part. Where it's like you may have got out of Cleveland. Like, what, the what the fuck happened in Cleveland? What the fuck happened in Cleveland? <laughs> I want to know. But this is LA. Um, so Duke shows up looking for Brain just as they go out to go uh, find a president, right? Uh, it's a whole like crisscrossing mm-hmm. sort of thing. Cabby hears the engines. He's like, I know what that fucking sound is and runs off immediately. The other three aren't smart enough to leave with him. Well, self-preservation. Well, yeah, exactly. But Snake, he's a badass. He steals a car. Anyway, knocks out two guys, steals a car. And the three of them drive off. Uh, and this is fun, where, where Brain's like, take Broadway. And Maggie's like, not Broadway. It's like, it will save us five minutes. <laughs> What's wrong with Broadway? <laughs> and then we get there. <laughs> and it's just a, a parade of like assholes. And throwing like, things at the car. Yeah. Mm. Even at the end, when they finally break out their guns and start shooting, taking shots, and they still like yeah. throw stuff. They don't do nothing. No. I was like, why don't they shoot their guns? And they start shooting their guns. Why? Like, because if they like, shot the their guns, guns doing if they shot their guns, then everybody would be dead and the movie would be over, Chris. No, I mean from within the car. Oh. Because they have guns. People outside the car don't. They have bricks and Once again, and w- bats. W- wasting ammunition. True, 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 true. That's very true. Um, He'll need that later. You will need that. Or, oh. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, so... They find the president. They go to like the setup. He's like, there's all these train cars. Like the president's not there. Train car on the left or whatever. So Brain goes to talk to everyone to distract him. Everyone's standing watch while Snake goes to save the president. This is cool where you see the president. He's tied up to a chair. There's two guys in a car with him in a train car. One guy's in the background. And it's Snake like comes out of the fucking... Shadows really ninja like, no, like, and, like and a snake, like a snake, and and knocks this fucking like he chokes this dude out, takes him down. Uh, and the other guy, like the president's eyes, like give it away. He turns around, like motherfucker, and he has a bow and arrow. Snake takes him to the leg. Oh shit! Damn, pretty smart. Hobble your hero at some point, yeah. so now he has an obstacle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't kill him, but make him walk funny the rest of the movie. Before him to walk funny and make sure to make, make you know glass in the feet, arrow in the leg, give us something. You gotta hurt the guy, so he takes an arrow on the leg. Uh, but he kills. Oh, and this is when he not not a, not a throwing star, but he throws like a <clears throat> like a knife or a scalpel or something, mm-hmm. and gets a dude right into. Think. And then they do the thing where it's like the uh, sort of the reverse shot, where th- they must have put some sort of prosthetic in his head, and then yanked it out, uh, and then they just filmed it in reverse because it's like, why is this weird? Like, whew, yeah, like backwards uh, movement to it. Um, seeing back at Liberty. Oh. But he gets caught by the Duke's men, gets mm-hmm. knocked out. Duke knocks him out. Oh, and this is where we get the second of Adrian Barbeau does it. He does it. Like Snake Plissken. It's like, I thought you were dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody the, thinks he's dead. Everyone thinks he's dead, but he's not because he's Snake. You know, in LA, everyone just thought he'd be taller. No. That's more like a this. Mm-hmm. In the first one, it's like, oh, you're a badass. The second one's like, oh, you're short. <laughs> like, what is that? What? What is that? So, um,. Oh, but you know what is one of the also coolest things about Escape from New York, uh, Escape from L.A.? I know I said when I talk about Escape Chris. from Chris. He, in the movie, when it starts, Kurt Russell is wearing the exact same clothes from the end, from this movie. Yeah. The same pants, the zoo ass, yep. whatever, camouflage pants and a shirt. Um, they weren't altered or nothing. They just fit him perfectly. Like, he was still... In shape. He's still a guy. I still got it, baby. <laughs> But then they had him like uh, they gave him like a whole leather outfit and he looks like a 1999 X Man. Yeah, well, I mean, it was the 90s. At least it was like five years ahead of yeah. the Matrix X Men. Crazy on that one, but yeah, oof. this this outfit looks better. Um, especially that jacket, I really like that. Mm-hmm. He takes off pretty early. It's mostly the the sleeveless, almost Under Armour mm-hmm. number that he's wearing. But no. that, that jacket is really is very cool. Um, so he gets caught, knocked out, back at Liberty Island Center. 
they're just really doing some busy work to establish time passing because he has that thing on his on his watch. Yep. That's, uh, that it's they, counting down. He's only got 24 hours. It's counting down. Because, yeah, we did kind of skip over that whole thing. Oh, uh, he's got some... They injected with some stuff. And they're like, technology, yeah. you'll die in 24 <laughs> hours. Exactly. 24 <laughs> hours, your neck will explode. <laughs> but we can neutralize it. And they go, okay, whatever. Like I said. <coughs> technology. In Escape from L.A., I do like how they gave him a bug that got him sick. And they're like, we can give you the cure in 24 hours. And at the end of 24 hours, the time ran out. I was like, oh, it was just a... Just a flu. Just a flu. Guy, we're not monsters. <laughs> and Seiko's like, uh, they tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> like that I like. Okay, Escape from LA has a couple of things I like. Um, but ain't no Escape from New York. This thing is fucking, uh... And also from this point forward, like after he wakes up and he has to fight this dude, it, it is all just like action. action, action and it's action. moving forward really fast. Because... Um, they establish at the base, like, they think Snake is dead, like, we're just gonna have to fucking go in. By the time, when Snake gets knocked out, his watch said, like, 12 hours, when he wakes back up, it's, like, down to two. Yeah. Uh, so he's been out for time. Um, they got the Duke taking those shots at the at the president. Yeah. Where then he shoots open the briefcase, and, the, and what's his name? Uh, Guillermo? What was that guy's name? William. Morgan? Uh, uh, Sherman? That guy, Dragon Ball. Oh, Romero. Dragon Ball Z Romero. He he walks up to the case to examine it. He finds a, the cassette tape, which is the McMuffin of the movie. Yes. Which has the nuclear, like how to turn nuclear fusion towards generating energy. It's supposed to be um, uh, a peace offering to the Soviet Union. They're running rampant in Europe. And it's supposed to bring peace to the world. And that's why the president has to get to this meeting, the 22-hour time of it. It's all such so flimsy, yep. flamsy, who gives a shitsy. Like, we just need a reason to have... This thing... Need to save the president. This thing's important, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this egg McMuffin is important, okay? Go get it. Go save it to save the world. Um. So he takes a tape, and that's it, it's an important little detail mm-hmm. that they actually don't focus too hard on. He takes a tape, and then later, when Brain goes and meet and sees him, he's wearing Cabby's hat. He's like, where'd you get that hat? He's like, I traded it to Cabby. What'd you trade it for? He's like, I ain't telling. And then later, you see Cabby has a tape. He's like, hey, did you trade that with the dude for the hat? He's like, yeah, I traded him my hat. And Brain was like, I knew it, which it made me think, now, now is Brain just being like, uh... The type of guy where he's like, he says, oh, yeah, if you, if you say the answer to a question, he's like, I, I knew that. I would have said that if yes. maybe in a couple, I mean, couple more that, seconds. That, that's why he, he calls himself brain. Yeah, he's scamming people, right? He's not that brainiac of a brain. Nope. He's just like half a step ahead. Mm-hmm. But he wants you to think he's a full step ahead, which is actually pretty smart, which sort of puts him like three quarters of a step ahead, right? Yeah. It's like a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um... Briefcase is given back to, uh, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah, so the briefcase is given back to Hawk via they have that scene where the helicopter shows up, mm-hmm. and they wave him down, they give him the case inside the case as a ransom note where they find him their demands. We uh, we want out of here. You can have him back. You can have him back if you let us out. Meanwhile, Snake is taken to the ring to fight Slag, giant dude with a beard, very... Scary. Very scary, very Thunderdome, very gladiator. And this is where we see that giant snake tattoo. And this is where when Snake wakes up, he's got the snake tattoo. It's the first time you see it because it's the first time he's shirtless and you're like, whoa. God damn. <laughs> I think it's not it's like, subtle. Yeah, I guess that's why they call you Snake. So, someone forgot to explain subtlety uh, to Mr. Pliskin, to S.D. Pliskin. Apparently, that's his, uh, those are his initials when mm-hmm. he was getting the rundown in the beginning. Um, so he goes out to the ring and they just give him bats to swing at each other for a couple well, minutes. Bats with nails in them. That's round two. Okay. Round one, it's just bats, and they're just bing, 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 knocking each other out. But first, before that, even Duke has to give a speech, where it's like, they send in their best man, so tomorrow we're going to go down 69th Street with their best man. It's like weird how he staggers out. Like, we're the best man leading the way. Everyone's like, yeah, from the neck up. Yeah. Woo. From the hood of my car. Yeah. yeah. So I was waiting to go, uh, with his head on a stick. Yeah. Because we're going to... Cut it off with a knife. Yeah. And that shit's happening after this match. Yeah. Duke, that's oddly specific. And, and everyone's getting a barbecue sandwich <laughs> with, with applicable coupons. Yeah. Like, Duke, you gave out coupons? Well, I mean, tell me about that. What? What's a coupon? <laughs> I live in post-apocalyptic New York. I don't understand. It, they, it, they came up with a very complicated fiat currency system that they do not get into. 
But yes, they had Groupons before Groupon was even a thing. Okay. Just like, I got a coupon for, if five of you show up for our uh, performance of Othello that we're doing down at the theater, we got our Civil War ragtime band performing. <laughs> We've been rehearsing all day. We really hope you guys come out. Um, so State kills a dude. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it's going to be a, a big hard match. But then he just like whacks him once in the stomach. Back in the head with the nail with the nail bat. Dude's dead. Everyone starts shedding snake. 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 But this is funny, right? He wins. So it's like, shit, what's a Duke going to do? Don't matter. The whole time this is going down, Brain went and freed the president. Yep. Uh, which So when they, and he found the president and like Barbo kill, shoots the three guys and Snake takes out his knife and he shanks... Um, um, Steven, whatever guy, Dragon Ball Steven. Yeah. And Romero. Uh, Romero he, he, he shanks him right in the gut. And uh, must be George Romero, right? He's naming him for George Romero. Maybe. So he shanks him right in the gut and kills him. The president has the wig on. That was Donald Pleasance's idea. Uh, I don't know if it was, he just like saw it in the costuming or something. He was like, ooh. So I feel like they should really humiliate my character. <laughs> just assume things have been happening. Okay. All right, Don. All right. You got it, buddy. I mean, we could put some lipstick on you and have it smeared, too, to really put the point across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he showed up like that. Like, oh, what, what what, were you doing before the shoot? He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, no, that was, uh, that's intentional. I've, I've, done, I've, done, I've done this on purpose. This is why I'm, I, yeah, this is for this, this is for the character. I'm in the scene. I'm a character. Sure. Have you heard of the Stanislavski method? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so when he takes a present and runs off. So as Snake kills Slag, someone tells the Duke, like, oh, man, president got took. So he goes and runs off with everyone. Then the whole place just empties out. And Snake is just in the ring, like, yeah. It's like, guys. Like, all right, well, I guess, uh, I guess I'm free. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm free. <laughs> he hobbles out of there. He finds his shirt. He, he walks off. Uh, that made me laugh very hard. Um, And then he... Uh, yeah, Snake just leaves. He catches up with Brain, Maggie, and the president at the top of the World Trade Center because Brain figures, well, where would Snake have come in? Yeah, yeah. So he knows where the glider is. He knows where the glider is. Tries to get that glider. But by the time he gets there, there's just a bunch of rando crazies that are just like fucking with it and they push it off. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and like you said, they are crazies too because yeah. like, even when Snake gets up there to find him and he's like shooting at him, yeah. like in the background, they're like jumping around like monkeys, like on all fours <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like it is so strange. They are. And then when they push over the plane and it falls, then they're just like, yeah, there's just yeah. like arms in there. Yeah. They're just happy. So I've done that. They had no ulterior motive other nope. than uh, crazy joy. Yes. Which I get it. Mm-hmm. It seems, uh, yeah. it seems like a, an easier way to live. Yeah. A, a chaotic neutral sort of. Yes. Skewing towards chaotic evil. evil. Yeah. But only for lack of anything else to do. Right. What kind of good could you do in that kind of place? None. If you want to entertain yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I I could be crazy. I mean, it would be dirty, but I get over it. Because I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. So, um, they leave the World Trade Center. Cabby picks them up. And this is where uh, we find out he has the tape. They start playing. It's just some, like, Russian guy. But, like, nuclear fusion. Uh, President's like, give me that tape. And Snake's like, no. And he just puts it in his pocket. Um, Drives down the bridge. And Brain tries to guide him. He's like, go left, go right to avoid mines. But uh, someone gets fucked up. (laughs) And and the cab explodes into two pieces, killing Cabby. First of many people to die in the next 10 minutes. Yes. uh, We are really clearing out the board. Got that checkerboard? Just Mm -hmm. take a hand. (laughs) Knock all those pieces off the table. Um, feel sorry for Cabby in this moment because he's not driving the cab, so he's not responsible for his own death. Yeah. I feel like, oh, Cabby is a casualty of all this poor guy. But it's for it's for a better cause, is it? No, because Snake rips up the tape. I mean, <laughs> Cabby's definitely in a better place. Uh, so, uh, yes, no matter what you believe, yeah. mm-hmm. anything is better yeah. than that place. Uh, heaven, nothing, both of those options. Whatever, better. Better than New York. Um, they're running down the bridge now because the cars exploded in half. Brain is too busy yelling at Snake to look where he's running. Runs into a mine, blows inside. Boom! 
Mm. But it's one of these funny 70s, 80s explosions that just sends them flying into the air. It's, it's not so much an explosion as they like let Henry Dean Stanton just jump on a trampoline. Yes, like, <laughs> like bounce on this trampoline and land on this cushion, and then we'll, we'll cut something else in later. Uh, so he gets blown the fuck yep. up. Uh, Maggie, she's all now like, <laughs> oh, she's all upset. So meanwhile, oh, we haven't even brought this up. Duke's car. It's fallen. With the chandeliers yeah. and the disco ball. Oh, man. Those chandeliers. I, I, and on the hydraulics and all that, I too. really hope that that was all Isaac Hayes' idea. <laughs> hey, I baby. really hope. Hey, baby. He was like, listen, guys. <laughs> Can I just use my car? I've <laughs> <laughs> been working on this thing for a little while. It's yeah. just sitting in my garage. Like the Can I use it? Can I use my car in your scene? Um, that would be really cool. That, that, that thing is wild looking. Uh, but he's chasing him. Uh, Snake is like, come on, Maggie. Like you got big old knockers, and I want you to come you, with me. You haven't been wearing a bra this entire movie. This whole movie, and now Brain is dead. So, I, I mean, why don't you just come with me now? You know, I'm horny. Uh, but she won't go. She's like, fuck it. I'm going to shoot this guy with my gun. Have you seen my snake tattoo? Have you seen my snake? I show you my snake. I mean, it's a tattoo, but I can also show you <laughs> the other thing. I mean, my penis. I'll show it to you as well. I'll show it to you as well. Do I have to say it tougher? I'll say it tougher, Maggie. Uh... She gets hit by, like, she shoots at the Duke. His car hits another car, which pushes into her. He gets out and sees her on the ground. She's just covered in blood. Yeah. She's yep. dead. She got hit in the uh, in the heart, I guess? That's... With a piece of shrapnel, maybe? Well, really, it's poetic because she loved the brain. She was given to brain, but she also loved him. Mm-hmm. So she did die of a... Broken, if not impaled heart. Mm, there we go. Or impaled, if not broken. Yeah. Um, Staking a president, make it to the wall. They lift the president out, but uh, Duke shows up just in time to have a little bit of a fisticuffs with, with Duke. Now, if we were making this movie now, this scene would be like five minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be raining. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like the end of Hobbs and Shaw. Exactly. Uh, but instead, it's real quick. It's like super fast. Snake pushes him off. Uh, Duke is going to shoot him. But the fucking president is like, yo, motherfucker, like, I'm the president. I've got a gun now. <laughs> and he starts shooting him. He's like, oh, you're, you're, you're the Duke of New York now. And he's shooting him, shooting him, kills him pretty good. Isaac Hayes gets squibbed up pretty mm-hmm. good. It's a pretty good squib work here. Uh, and then uh, Snake gets lifted out. We're all we're all good to go. Back to Liberty Island. The president's going to give a speech in like two minutes uh, on TV. I've got the tape. You've got the tape. I've got the tape. He gives him the tape. Snake, Snake gives Hawk the tape. Uh, then he gets his neck neutralized mm-hmm. uh, just in time. Looks at his thing. It goes He's to like, zero. All right. Uh, I'm not dead. All right. My neck didn't blow up. That's good. Um, then he goes to the president while he's getting shaved and people are working on him to get him ready for TV. And he's like, uh, I can just have one question. A lot of people died helping you out. How do you feel? And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, so the, 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 those people were important. He's very, like, uh, wishy-washy on his well, answer. yeah, I, I'm the president, and technically I was just helped by a bunch of fucking incarcerated people who I cannot be seen as being, yes. like, I have, towards. I have, much, <laughs> I have much bigger things to do. I'm going to be on TV, uh, save the world, et cetera, et cetera. So he's uh, not even really giving a good answer. And so he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. So he's glad he gave him the fucked up tape, the yeah. wrong tape. Because when he goes to play the tape, it's the music. It's Cabby's music. Um, Everybody's like, what? What is this? this is and then tape. Snake's like, I have to smoke a cigarette. I'm going to smoke a cigarette, rips out the tape. Rip up this tape. <laughs> <laughs> There's also, yeah. And right before that, um, he sees Hawk. Hawk's leaning against the wall, uh, filling with his earring. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we make a good team, uh, Snake. We should... Uh, we should do it again sometime, like sequels. And Snake goes, call me Pliskin. <laughs> <laughs> he flips on him. Like, I know I said one yeah. thing earlier, mm-hmm. but I'm saying something different now. Uh, and then he, they play the music. <laughs> takes out the tape, rips it up, throws it on the ground. Super nihilist. Fuck the world. Uh, cue theme song. Cue credits. Movie over. That's Escape from New York. Yeah. For sure, personally, for me, top three, John Carpenter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Right? Because we're talking, it's going to be this, The Thing, and Big Trouble in Little China. Sure. Yeah. Right? Which Sounds good. We did Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jack, it's all the reflexes. Um, yeah, because then what could possibly be better than those three? Mm. 
don't know. Maybe Starman okay. if you're into romantic films. Oh, uh, by the way, according to IMDb, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is the computer voice number two. There we go. In this movie. That's cool. So the uh, probably the intro voice, maybe the one doing the uh, one of the computer voices. Yeah, yeah probably, probably the one giving us the, uh, the exposition in the beginning. Man, that, that is cool. So once again, using people that he's already worked. Can you use that repertoire? Use your friends. Use your friends. They get you there. Keep using them. Everyone making money together. Um, wild, crazy movie. Great score. Awesome Kurt Russell performance. I mean, I don't know. Outs- outside of making the beginning shorter. Yeah. No. There's nothing else I'd change about. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Trusa Cogburn, on a scale of 1 out of 10, um, and walled off prison islands. Uh, what would you give this movie? I mean, a solid 8. Wow. What a score. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Of course, I'd give it 10 out of 10, but that's just me personally. Um, I, I, I think that's it. I think we covered it. Do we want to cover on that one? Yeah. For now? Mm-hmm. Right? Escape from New York, John Carpenter's classic, action classic, sci-fi, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate it. You're welcome, guys. And thank you, patrons. You guys are awesome. And we'll be back next week with something else. We, I'm not sure what it is at this point, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. Can we talk about another dystopian future while we're living in this one? To make this one seem not so bad? Mm -hmm. Yes, we can. (laughs) A PFT Media Production.